Hello, welcome to the show. As always, happy to have you here. And we're going to go ahead and talk about a few different topics. One of them, of course, being some conferences. And then there also is a topic that I would like to talk about, which is probably not the hot topic in the field that has been circulating around, but it is an important topic, and that is elections and primaries and better understanding the root of words, which will come in handy today. So for just an introduction, we're going to talk about the elections real quick. So there are some primary elections that are coming up, and this is not even within the you know ABA field of maybe a state chapter or, or an organization. This has to do with a national level here in the United States, <laughs> these types of elections. So there are primary elections, and primary is just really an abbreviation for primaries, which is the process in which voters indicate you know, the preference within the party of the candidate for the upcoming general election. So let me let me go ahead and break this down because it does kind of get a little confusing. And that is one of the ways that um, this is a tactic. So a primary election is set up for a, a candidate of each party. So let's just stay within Democrat and Republican. Um, so there will be multiple candidates. There can be, I should say, of each party of a Democrat and a Republican party. And the primary election sets it up for one individual to be nominated and to win the primary to represent that party in the next election. So a lot of primaries are happening right now, this spring and summer, uh, to set up for the general election, which is probably more familiar um, with the elections in, in the fall, so mostly in November. Um, so that is what is happening right now. Um, individuals who are registered to vote can and should vote in the primary elections for these. Um, and, you know, it's really just about setting up, um, you know, who you would want to be represented at the general election. Um, and so in the United States, there are congressional elections. And so, um, you know, within congressional elections, that's within, um, you know, the, the Chamber of Congress. Uh, and then within that as well, there's also House and Senate and gubernatorial races. Um, and that is a tough word for me. <laughs> but so what that means, that last word there, the gubernatorial race, that is a governor's race. Um, so that is at the state level for the governor. So a governor is an individual who represents like the state. And fun fact here, the gubernatorial is Latin. There's a Latin, it's a Latin word for governor, which is Latin for governor. And that is how we came to have that word. So again, it's Latin for governor, which means governor. Um, and that is the root word of, of where governor came from. Um, and governor also, there's um, another root for it, which is to steer or to lead. Um, and so at the state level, that is what that individual does. So that's just kind of a fun fact for you. Just something that helps me kind of better understand 
the word and mo probably most importantly, um, you know, how to pronounce it. <laughs> but so these are some, some of the primary elections that are happening, um, like I said, right now. And I will just, you know, stick with my current home state for right now, um, Illinois, there is a governor's race. Um, and to break this down and to have it be a, more, a little bit more applicable here. So in the state of Illinois, our current governor is J.B. Pritzker, um, and he is representing the Democratic Party. He is running again. Um, so that makes him the incumbent. So this is someone who's currently already holding that office position, and they're running for re-election. And there is one other, as of right now, there is one other Democrat candidate who is running. And then there are a whopping 10 Republican candidates in the state of Illinois who are running for governor. So, you know, for, for anyone maybe who, who isn't aware, um, just kind of some inside information outside of Chicago and Chicago city limits. I would um, say, and, and it is when you look at the, um, the election and, and voting um, outside of Chicago, it is a very red state. Um, uh, there is quite a bit of farming areas um, in the Midwest of the Midwest, Illinois, um, and Southern Illinois. Um, we do, Illinois does border a lot of other Republican states. Um, and, you know, with what's currently going on as well with women's rights, Illinois is becoming a very needed place for, for women to have access to. Um, but yeah, Illinois, um, just to break, break it down and just kind of um, bring it back here, um, we are having a gubernatorial race here, a governor's race. Um, and then with the primary um, election here, so there are currently two Democratic parties or individuals running for the Democratic Party. There are 10 individuals running for the Republican Party. And in the general election, which will happen in November, November 8th, actually, to be specific, we just need one candidate, one person to represent each political party. Um, and that is when the general election, when you go to cast your vote, um, who do you want to represent you in that state? And that's really what these individuals are doing. They are representing you. Um, you know, they, they work for you. And, you know, who um, is it that matches values and, um, you know, overarching is, you know, looking for, for, the, for the good of all, um, looking, you know, to kind of a you know, better represent um, you at that time. So this is these are some some elections that are happening right now, and I, I know the process is a little wordy. It's you know delayed with okay, you cast your vote now, and then there's another election, you know, five or six months later, and then you have to learn about candidates again, and there's different debates. Um, but the level of importance is really high, and. You know, I, I I will I will continue to do the best that I can to have this be discussed in in the podcast and and let me know let me know um you know maybe about your state you know how are how are the governor races going there um I've talked previously uh you know about Georgia how that is uh you know a really important state to to kind of be aware of um and I I hope Stacey Abrams wins. <laughs> So yeah, let me know what's going on in your state. Uh, what are some other questions that you have about elections and understanding the political process? Because political literacy is it's it's confusing, it's difficult, and that is truly a a tactic there.
But all right, we're going to go ahead and switch gears. And we are going to discuss some conferences. And we are going to go to the southwest of the United States here, um, an area that I am I am very you know, intrigued to learn more about. Um, I, I really like the weather out there and I, I hope to learn more and hopefully see more in, soon in the coming months here. But our first place that we're gonna go to is Arizona, the Arizona Association of Behavior Analysis. Some historical information on it, this here. It was founded in 2011. So 11 years ago was when this state chapter got started. Uh, they have three different tiers of memberships. Their memberships follow a calendar year. So let's say you were to join uh, this month in the month of May, and then your membership would then be up for renewal at the end of December. That is a calendar year. Um, so for this one, it would make a lot of sense to go ahead and join earlier in the year, as early as possible, you know, January, maybe February, maybe even March. There are three different tiers for the membership here. The first is full, and that will cost $100 a year. The second is an affiliate, and that will cost $25 a year. And then they have an out-of-state membership. This is $100 a year. I haven't seen really an out-of-state membership. Um, I think that that is an interesting kind of category for membership. I think it's, I think it's great to offer it. Um, so yeah, that, that was a first there to see. The mission of the Arizona Association is a scientific and professional reference group for all in Arizona who identify themselves as scientists or practitioners in disciplines that embrace the principles and practice of behavior analysis. I thought this was a really good mission statement. I, I love how they bring in, um, you know, the scientific approach who, you know, identify themselves as scientists or practitioners. Um, you know, maybe I, I, I really like that um, because, the field of behavioral analysis, um, you know, you can go in with only having experience as a practitioner, um, but then there are those who are in different areas that 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 do call for a more scientific approach. And I really appreciate that. Some really good benefits that they have with this membership of the state chapter is they have SIGs and committees. Uh, you do need to be a member of the chapter. The objectives within these are to provide resources, an open forum for collaboration and opportunities to disseminate educational, evidence-based content to associate members. And just, you know, for some interest here, some of the SIGs that they offer, um, and a SIG, again, is a special interest group. They offer um, RFT and ACT, uh, coordination of care expanding the scope of practice. These are all different special interest groups that they offer, and there's more. So I really would recommend to check that out. There are some uh, committees that they also offer. There are committees on equity, diversity, and inclusion, ethics, marketing, public policy. I think this is fantastic for them to offer, uh, you know, an area for discussion in these. Um, you know, I think marketing, I think that that's great. Public policy, um, you know, I think that's something, you know, really important to be aware of as well. And so, yeah, this state chapter, you know, they have quite a bit to offer. I, I would really recommend, uh, you know, check out their website uh, as well as their LinkedIn page. They're pretty active on there as well for to know more about the SIGs and committees. Their conference is scheduled for this upcoming October, the 28th through 29th. 
uh, right before, you know, All Hallows Eve there. Um, and I mean, October is going to be here before we know it. Uh, you know, the past two years, it has just seemed to have flown by. And this this past year is just really flying by. Um, so it is going to be a hybrid conference. So it will also it will offer a virtual or in-person opportunity because who knows where we're going to be at in October with, um, you know, COVID and just everything else going on. So I think that's great that they're offering a hybrid um, opportunity. The registration opens up this summer. So that will be coming in the very near future, I would, uh, you know, anticipate. Uh, so the cost is unknown for right now. I'll go ahead and include uh, a link to their SIG calendar for upcoming events. And I'll go ahead and also link in their um, LinkedIn page. They're pretty active on there as well. But that is the Arizona Association for Behavior Analysis that starts our journey over here in the Southwest. Next up, we are going to go to New Mexico. So the New Mexico Association for Behavior Analysis, some historical information. This state chapter was also founded in 2011. And so, you know, they've got 11 years here. They had their first conference last year for in 2021 uh, at the state level. So I think that is a huge accomplishment, you know, starting, organizing, and running a conference takes a great deal of um, time, patience, teamwork, finances. There's a lot involved um, behind the scenes. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and, and include their 2021 conference program just to give some insight for what happened last year. And again, congratulations, New Mexico. I think that's great. Uh, you know, had, had your first conference last year. This state chapter offers three different tiers of membership. They have full affiliate and student. Uh, within affiliate, there are three subcategories here that I will go over. Uh, the full is $40. The affiliate it, at the professional level, so you have a bachelor's degree, is $30 a year. And then for affiliate, they also offer a direct care staff that is $15. And then for a family or a consumer, that is $15 as well. And then student, that is $20. And for this membership, it is uh, to be noted, their membership runs from October to September. So for this one, um, you know, in the month of May, it may be, you know, like a little maybe uncertain, um, you know, maybe to join because you would be only getting, you know, just a few months out of the membership. If you joined in October, October 1st, then you that is when you would get the maximum amount of your membership out of that. Uh, and speaking of make maximizing your membership here, uh, they have some really good resources on their website page. They, they have a resource page. That's what it's called. Um, and it covers resources for consumers, students, professionals, ethics, journals, and trainings, um, and more. And I, I would, again, really encourage you to check out their website. Uh, they also have a job posting page. So if you're looking for employment, um, let's say maybe if you're moving there, uh, you could then check out their job posting page and see you know, what is the employment like there um, and what, what do they have to offer. They, uh, they also offer professional development webinars. They are free to attend. And then you would just pay for the CEUs. Uh, you can find out more about the professional development webinars by joining the, web, the newsletter. 
Um, I can actually attest I have I have uh, attended some of these and I think they're great. Um, it's a good discussion. Uh, and again, for those in New Mexico, you know, I think that's great to join. This state chapter, they also hold uh, four meetings per year uh, just to kind of come together and meet. Uh, the meetings are held once per quarter on the first Wednesday of the month uh, at five o'clock Mountain Standard Time. So I think that's really great, too, that they offer, uh, you know, their membership to come together at least four times a year to bring up, you know, probably questions, go over direction um, as well. And just kind of a, a fun fact, too, here about New Mexico. So um, the entire population of the state, New Mexico, is roughly the size of Chicago population wise, Chicago city limits. Um, this is just kind of some information that I've been recently going over and, and I came to just kind of look into. Um, and it brought me to see just how many people live in Chicago. It is, there's almost 3 million people who live in the, in the city limits of Chicago. Um, there's a lot of people over here. Um, and New Mexico is a beautiful state. And there's just about that many people living in the entire state. So I just think that's that's just kind of a, a fun, interesting fact. I just I just kind of, you know, find these comparisons. And that one I thought was great. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people over here in Chicago as well. So bringing it back, though, to New Mexico, their mission is to be the premier organization for support, dissemination and advancement of behaviors analysis in New Mexico and to serve as a welcome center for the collaboration of professionals and community members to share resources and information with the purpose of improving the quality of life for people and organizations in New Mexico. That's a really nice mission statement. There, at this time, is, is not any information listed for the upcoming conference in 2022. I hope to see a conference in New Mexico go for their second one. I think that would be great. Um, again, I'm going to go ahead and list the conference program from 2021. It looks like they had a lot of great speakers. They cover a lot of great topics. Uh, and then I'm also going to include the resources page as well on New Mexico. All right, to round us out here, now we're going to head over to Colorado, the Colorado Association for Behavioral Analysis. Some historical information on this one. The founding date isn't specifically listed, but their board members, the listing of um, terms goes back to 2015. Um, so it's not official, but it looks like it might have gotten started around 2015. There are four different tiers of memberships for the state chapter. They are full, affiliate, technician, and student. And their memberships are valid one year from the date of your purchase. So if you join today, you have the membership for one full year. There isn't a reset uh, for this one other than your sign-up date. So that's, that's kind of nice. Um, on the back end, though, I can only imagine that's, that takes quite a bit of work on the back end to kind of manage that to you know, kind of ensure everyone has you know, their renewal date. Um, so I think, I think that's a good option to offer um, from a, a member perspective. But then on the other side of it, um, I, think, I think that's just a lot to manage as well. So kudos there. 
So the full level is $50 a year, affiliate is $25, technician is $25, and student is $15. Some of the benefits that are included with membership, there are discounted rates for the annual convention. There's discounted rates for CEUs. There's access to members-only content. Uh, and as well, there's also email notifications for all members on upcoming activities. So I think those are some really good benefits there. They also have a resource page, and it covers a lot of topics such as medical necessity, um, guidelines in the school area. They have position statements, um, and they also have just uh, practice guidelines as well. So I think that's a really great resource that they offer. There are multiple committees as well. They have a dissemination public policy committee. Um, and I think, I think, again, these are two really important and relevant topics. Um, and just a little kind of nod here for so, to some past board members. Some of these names may, say, may sound familiar. Um, you know, they are or were part of the BACB. So there's Dr. Melissa Nosek, Dr. Jim Carr, and Dr. Linda LeBlanc. Um, these were all past board directors out of Coaba. So yeah, I just thought that was kind of really great to see. The mission for Coaba is to advance the awareness, development, and access to the science and practice of behavior analysis in Colorado by encouraging an understanding the, of behavior analysis, supporting the implementation of behavioral procedures, serving as a professional reference group for behavior analysts, informing political, legislative, and policy-making bodies about behavior analysis, organizing presentations about behavior analysis, publishing and disseminating information, developing a culture to support ethical problem solving and decision making. Oof, that was a long one. But I, I think their values are, are you know, seen here. It's very action-based um, and there's a lot as well uh, for individual and group. I think this is a good one. This is good. Their upcoming conference is going to be in November. So, um, you know, for Arizona, you know, their conference is over there in October. This one is in November. You know, this this year is just flying by. So this is going to, this will be here before we know it as well. Uh, registration opens up in July. So in the next, you know, few weeks here, registration will log up, will open up. So then one can look up uh, the cost and some more information if this is going to be hybrid, if it will be in person. There is a conference program from last year that I will go ahead and add to the notes for this episode. So go ahead and take a look at that. Um, I think they had a really good program last year, and it's exciting for them to have another one this year. Um, yeah, so for those in, in Colorado, beautiful, beautiful um, state. Haven't been there to go snowboarding yet, but is definitely on my bucket list here, or just on my goal list, I should say. And yeah, I think... Going to Colorado in November, I think that could be a great time. But yeah, so that is Arizona, New Mexico, and Colorado. Let me know, have you been to any of these? New Mexico had their first conference last year. Did anybody go? You know, if you went, what did you think of it? Um, what about Arizona and Colorado? Looking forward to it. Um, coming up soon for registration. Let me know. All right. We are going to get to the hot topic in the field here, and it is about another notable conference in the field and a clinic facility in the northeast, northeast region of the United States. Um, for those who maybe don't know, 
it is about ABAI and JRC. And there, there is, there's a lot of information about this. I myself have been aware of this conflict since coming into the field. One of my first conferences at ABAI, there were individuals protesting the use of electric shock. And that was something that I didn't know or understand a lot about at that time. And unfortunately, there wasn't a community for me to hold a discussion on in in my immediate area. I needed to do more work and better educate myself why and what it is that those who were protesting were saying and discussing. And there, there still is more work for me to do. The FDA has approved and cleared the use of electric shock. So I think, you know, at a federal level, this is something that the United States needs to better examine the relationship of punishment-based procedures and not even just in a clinic setting, but in multiple other settings as well. So this is this is really where it's at. I myself am not going to ABAI. This was a decision that I made earlier on this year, and I still stand by it. For those who are going, I stand with you, with you know, those who are protesting, those who are voicing their stories. I think there there's a great deal that that needs to continue to be understood. I really believe in in nonviolent protesting. Um, I think that is something very helpful. Um, I think it's great that there is more to be said on this topic. And I'm I'm just going to continue to educate myself. For those who are looking for resources or for information, just just you know, kind of be cautious with maybe where you're getting information from and where you're maybe looking for free labor, because there is a great deal of historical information that a lot of people are putting an immense amount of time and energy into. And I, I, I really don't think that should continue to be free labor either. But I know this is like a really, really big focus. Um, the conference is soon. It is always Memorial Day weekend. And there are are a great deal of newly certified individuals in the field who probably don't know a lot of the history um, and who aren't aware of this, but protesters come every year. And I think a much better job of listening needs to happen. And I also hope, you know, more individuals support state chapters of conferences, you know, and for other conferences internationally, for other conferences in other areas, there's a great deal to go for and, and learn. So I, I hope you, you go with where you see the most value and where you're seeing the value even after the conference as well. So that's, that's kind of the topic there. Let's switch gears one last time. And we're going to go over some recommendations. And here in Chicago, we have been very fortunate at having some amazing weather here. And when I say amazing, I truly mean amazing. It has been like 85 and sunny and just loving it weather. Um, I love the heat. I, like when this weather hits, I head straight to a beautiful park and will read and just have a great time. And that is oh, the perfect day for me. 
Um, so my recommendation is get outside. Get outside if you can. Really get moving. Um, go camping. Go camping if you can. Take a road trip. Live to work just a little. Just a little. That's you know just all that needs to be done. But really just live. Um, have some fun with those around you. And yeah, that's, I mean, gosh, summertime here in the city, we live for this because we just do not get enough of it. Um, so yeah, my recommendation, get outside, go camping, have some fun. Um, two quick book recommendations. Uh, the first one is stop overthinking. Um, it goes over different techniques and supportive ways stop overthinking. And this is by Nick Trenton, who is a local Illinois author. So really, really enjoyed that one. And then there is It Didn't Start With You by Mark Wolin. Um, this one, it gets into more of a insight and DNA um, and generational trauma and healing. So I think that one is really good too. Both could not be further kind of apart from one another, but they're really good. So those are my recommendations. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you for joining today. Please subscribe, rate, and review. The podcast is brought to you by thefullfield.com, where you can learn more about the full field of possibilities as a behavior scientist, behavior analyst. Please connect with us on the social media links of Twitter and Instagram. The opinions shared on this show are of my own. There has not been any payment for admission or attendance of the conferences discussed on this show. If that shall occur, notification will be provided to audience members and the opinions of the conference shall remain my own and unbiased. Show notes and research are completed by Selena DeVilla-Schilling. Podcast production is by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Again, please subscribe and I can't wait to go through more BS with you on BS with Selena. I'm running out of things to say, but yet I have everything to say right here. Okay. But they do have, um, you know, a, no, sorry, Blech. just erase. Um, oh my gosh, I'm getting wordy. Okay. Three, two, one. Hold on. I'm like just reading and I need to not do that. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh my gosh. Why am I getting, I wrote this out. Really practice guidelines. Okay. Now I got it. Okay. Three, two, one. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, got it. I just need to practice more. Anyways, okay. The mission from co three, I need to do the countdown. Three, two, one. Development and access to the science and practice of behavior analysis. An analysis. Oh my gosh. Blah, blah, blah. I should know how to say this word. Okay, three, two, one. And some more information if this is going to be hybrid, if it will be in person. Um, Oh, thanks, Alexa, for interrupting. <laughs> Alexa, stop! I, great, love, love, love technology. You know, love our ro robotic assistants here. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs>